Welcome to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena and today I'm joined by the fantastic, fabulous and wonderful Tara, who is not only one of the older, and I don't mean age-wise, reviewers at the Lesbian Review website, but she's also one of the more prolific ones. And boy, does Tara have a love for romance novels. So we got to talking about bisexual representation. And of course, I don't feel 100% qualified to talk about this. And so I asked her to come on the show and talk to me about bisexual representation in the lesbian sector. Because I think there's some problematic things that are happening. But I also think that there's some great things that are happening. So today, that's what we're talking about. Tara, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Let's talk bisexual representation in lesbian. So... What a, I mean, for me, what I notice is there's this tendency towards if a woman is married to a guy in the beginning of the book, she will kind of realize that she's actually a lesbian or at some point she'll get divorced or whatever it is and then realize she's a lesbian. So there's never really this thing of like, actually, I'm bisexual and it's fine to have been married to a guy and it's fine to be with women. How do you feel about that? I mean, do you think I'm right about this? I think that is how it often is, but at least now it's often like that and it's not always like that, like it was before. Mm. So I would say even about 10 years ago, there was little, if any, good bisexual representation to be had in lesbic because if there was a bi woman that was referenced in a book, she was often like the evil ex or she was unreliable or fickle or whatever it is. And that's not something that I'm really even seeing anymore. Or if it's happening, it's not happening in the books that I'm seeing. So about 10 years ago, there was an amazing book that came out. It's one of my favorites called All That Matters by Susan X. Maher, which a lot of people will be familiar with. And in that book, when it starts, Blair is married to a man and she's actually very happily married to David and when they split up it has nothing to do with her sexuality and it's entirely because of the problems that they have with the fertility so that when Blair does get pregnant with um like thanks to the help of a donor her husband freaks out and takes off and from there this friendship that she's been building with kylie who is one of the doctors in the fertility practice not one of her doctors but that friendship then grows and grows until they become involved in a relationship the thing that i really wished would have happened is that blair actually never acknowledges any kind of bisexuality she's like i don't know i just love you and that was one of the first lesbian books I read that had a character that, even though she doesn't call herself bisexual, I would call her bisexual. Like, I, I came to lesbian about six or seven years ago. And I've talked about this on my own podcast. Um, and it's not like it's a secret or anything. But, like, I'm the reviewer at the Lesbian Review who is bisexual and who is married to a man. And reading these books is what, you know, allowed me to recognize myself in a way that I wasn't recognizing myself in hetero romance anymore and even actually be able to realize oh hang on that's because I am attracted to women as well and it was so great to find myself in books but in this case it was like but what if she had gone one step farther and just said it it would have been really cool and then I think even five years ago or so, we were still having something similar 
because a similar book is Just Jory by Robin Alexander, which again is a book that I absolutely adore. And Lena always thought she was straight and she'd always dated men and she had never considered the possibility of being with a woman. And even when she ends up with Jory, she doesn't know if she's gay or not. She just knows that she's into Jory. And that's okay. And I understand that there are women that, like, I know there are women out there that don't know whether they're gay or they're bi and that's okay. But even for her, she didn't really reflect on whether she was bi. So, and the only time bisexuality even came up was this one passage, which I pulled a little quote for, and she's reflecting on how great sex is with Lena, and maybe it's just better with sex between women. And then she says, well, women would drop their male companions like hot rocks if they knew. Bisexuals put a dent in her theory in women who experimented with the fair sex. As Lena reached into her purse and pulled out her phone to look at her sweet lover with straws on her teeth, it became clear. It was just Jory that made it so exciting and special. So again, for her, that's almost more like there's a trope that's referred to in male-male romance called gay for you, which is I'm not bi, I'm, I'm straight, but I'm gay for you. But in her case, I don't know, it's weird. It's like she doesn't know if she's gay for Jory or if she's a lesbian, as if there's no in-between. And it's problematic. Look, here's the thing. They are women like that. And I know this from personal experience. They are women who... Like, Tamara's not attracted to, to most women. She's not attracted to most guys, but she's attracted to me, right? So there is this kind of, like, there is definitely women who are attracted to, to specific people. Let's say that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Cool. And, and that needs to be represented. But I also feel like sometimes the way lesbian fiction does it, there's a, an element of bi-erasure happening. Yes. And, and that's... That's problematic for the sector because why do we have to be only lesbian? Why can we not be bisexual? Now, okay, I want to see the woman get together in the end. I, I do. As a, as a lesbian, reading lesbian fiction, that's what I want. Fine. But I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want the guys to be the bad guy or to be, to be the bad lover, you know? And so, yeah. therefore, you know, being lesbian is better. I don't want to see books that represent anybody as a kind of a, you know, this is a better way than that, because I don't think it's that simple. No, I don't think so either. I think the good news there is that we are actually seeing that. We are seeing more characters who are bisexual, and it's not a big deal whether there's a conversation about it or not. So Blurred Lines by Katie Williamson, Nora is bisexual. She has been with men she there's there's a fade to black scene like there's no sex that's shown but like she picks up a man one day and it kind of shows that she is someone who doesn't have emotional attachments when it comes to sex and that's part of her own journey as someone who is not neurotypical um when it I'm trying to be careful how I say this because I know that people who are not neurotypical can form strong attachments and Nora does as well with Kelly but it's just a part of when, when they showed her with that man and they talk about her having that fling with the, the doctor, like that's just all a part of it. And it's just no big deal. Like there isn't a conversation about Nora is bisexual and it's, you know, it's okay and we need to be nice to her because she's bisexual. No, she just is bisexual and it's really cool. And I love how Katie Williamson handled that for her. In the case of Tricky Wisdom by Cameron Eyed or the Tricky series, Olivia is bisexual. And we find out because Darcy, I think it's like Darcy is on the phone 
with her friend and Olivia kind of overhears some sort of conversation and she's like yeah you know what I'm a lesbian and she's like oh okay well since we're coming out I'll tell you that I'm bisexual and the thing that was kind of cool there with that conversation is that Darcy says well doesn't that mean you're just gay and she's like no it doesn't mean I'm gay it means that I'm attracted to the person regardless of the gender and so I like that because it clarified like there are different like bisexuality can mean I'm more attracted to men than women or more attracted to women than men but for some people it really is just about being attracted to the person and not the gender and in this case that's what it was for Olivia so I love that that clarification happened there and especially in a new adult romance where you know these aren't adults who are established in their lives these are students I thought that was really cool how they did that I like that she just said actually no bisexuality is not the same thing as just being a lesbian it's not because it isn't no and i think lesbians who want to make bisexual women the outsider are are just doing to others what is done to us all the time i don't actually mind reading about women who who are married to guys and have a decent relationship with them but you know fall in love with a woman in the end fantastic that's beautiful Well, and that's even, like, as a bisexual reader, those are the stories that I seek out, too. I don't have an interest in reading about men. I am kind of frustrated with what I'm seeing in the media from straight white men, whether it's politics, whether it's Hollywood whether it's fiction in the Canadian literary scene right now it is a garbage fire to use one of my favorite um, statements because of the problems of like the culture of sexual harassment and assault and being covered up and we're seeing that in so many industries and so I want to read stories that are focused on women falling in love women finding love finding happiness finding strength their own journeys but at the same time I do still want to see myself so it is nice like it's it's nice to see women who are bisexual who are finding their happiness and it is okay that they're bi and they're not just seen as unable to make a choice or oh you're actually a lesbian when you're with a woman or you're actually straight when you're with a man there's just this like you're bi it's no big deal and it's great absolutely and if we as lesbians are asking the world to sit back and say oh you're lesbian that's no big deal why can't we do that for bisexual women and that's my argument i want to see more representation of all of the queer spectrum yeah it's it's true and and black women and asian women and you know i just want to see interesting diverse characters that represent real yeah. people yeah, I want to I, I want to see more romances with fat women and older women. Not everybody is 25 and not everybody is a size 4. You mean you don't have rippling abs? Maybe somewhere underneath whatever it is those <laughs> babies did to my body. <laughs> I have I I totally have a rippling ab. It ripples every time I laugh. <laughs> mhm. Yes. Just, just went one app. Uh, yes, me, me as well. It's, it's cute though. It's right there. <laughs> okay, so what other recs have you got for, for great bisexual leading ladies? 
so another one is Camp Rewind by Megan O'Brien, which is actually just one of my favorite books of hers. I would say it's more on the contemporary romance and the erotic romance side, although it is still quite erotic. The thing that I think is cool there is that Rosa is bisexual and after dealing with being doxxed, which is for people that don't know what that means, which is having your identity shared widely online, like your real identity, people sharing your, like your name, your address, your contact information, all of that, so that trolls can contact you and harass you. Well, that's what happens to her. She is horrifically harassed with death threats and rape threats and all that from Gamergate. And after going through that, she's not particularly interested in being with men. At the same time though, she doesn't say, I'm a lesbian now. She doesn't shrug off her bisexuality. She's just more interested in pursuing women, which I thought was a really cool, authentic take on what can happen when you go through an experience like that. And, you know, it ends up to she's also particularly interested in pursuing something with Alice, who she meets at the camp, and they have a really lovely relationship as they build trust. Another one is an erotic romance. It's called Fire on the Ice by Tamsin Parker. And this one puts an extra little spin on it because Blaze is not only bisexual, she's also polyamorous, which is kind of cool. So the premise there is um, they're at Just the... F- polyamorous, that's uh, relationships with multiple people. Three people. How many? So, I mean, it depends on the person. So the thing for her is that she has never been interested and is not interested or inclined in only ever being with one person for the rest of her life. That's just not going to work for her. And so for her, that can mean being with more than one person at the same time, or it can mean she's in a committed relationship with one person, but either has flings or kind of dates other people at the same time, or um, it can really mean different things for different people because it could mean you're in a committed relationship and you also have committed relationships with other people or you can not be in a committed relationship with anybody it's all fairly open it's i mean the main thing that's going to make it work in fiction and in real life is communication like it's actually not it's really not an easy thing to do because you need really really strong communication with all your partners to make it work and so when i picked up this book I was interested anyway because it takes place at like a fake Olympics between a speed skater and an ice skater. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to reading this. And then when it came out that she was polyamorous, I was like, what's going to happen here? Because we already have stereotypes about bisexual people being promiscuous. So I was a little bit nervous. But the author never plays into those stereotypes and it's never about that. Blaze is unapologetic about how she lives her life as she should be and Maisie loves her for exactly who she is and she never judges her and it's a really good take because there's also very little I'm trying to think if there's any I have rarely come across polyamory in or polyamorous representation in lesbic I'm trying to think like the three by Megan O'Brien yeah, it, it hardly ever happens, which is which is kind of sad, actually, because I find the relationships dynamics in that fascinating, and it makes such a cool uh, setting for a story, because like you say, it's 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 open for, for all this drama to happen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it naturally lends itself to, like, really cool uh, storylines. Yeah, and that's one. I mean, if you like erotic romances, you're definitely going to want to pick up Fire on the Ice because that book is woof. That's a real hot, real, real hot book. Um, another great one, which I loved, I think I read it a couple years ago, is Far From Home by Laura Lee Brown. It's a fake relationship book. Um, Rachel agrees to a marriage of convenience because it's going to help her get out of a mountain of student debt. It's also going to help Perry stay in the U.S. and not have to go back to India. Rachel had never considered dating women before, but she is quite surprised to find herself falling for her fake fiancé. And it's just really beautiful because they both recognize that she'd never been with women before, so they're, they're quite careful about how they go about it. And we actually get to see her acknowledge her bisexuality. She doesn't say she's just gay for Perry. She realizes there's a part of herself that she just didn't recognize before. And I think part of why this rep is so incredible is that the author herself is also openly bisexual. So it's also nice to see that not only are we getting more bisexual representation in terms of like characters in the books, there are also more openly bisexual authors who are writing these characters. Which is important because when authors who are known in the industry step up and say, oh, yeah, of course I'm bisexual and you know what? It's no big deal. I can still write good lesbic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one last book that I'm going to suggest is Flinging It by G. Benson. This book is not going to be for everyone because it has an affair at the center of the story. Cora and Fraser work together in a hospital. Fraser can't stand Cora. Cora is married to, I think he's like the head of the hospital, whatever they're called in Australia. But they get pulled together on a project and they end up spending more time together and they end up having an affair. I'll admit that I kind of hesitated about whether I should even bring this in because it's like, well, does this play into the stereotype of the unfaithful bisexual? But I don't think it does because it's much more nuanced than that. Cora is deeply unhappy for reasons that make a lot of sense. Um, She is in a very bad marriage to a very bad man. But, But I think the affair isn't just because of that and it isn't just about that. And we get to watch her. The thing that's incredible about this book is that we get to watch her go through the whole journey of actually questioning her bisexuality and what that means and then fully accepting it but I because I think often when we see characters who do end up they're like oh okay I'm bi there's just like a oh okay that's fine but there isn't that same again you know we'll have those books where lesbians will will find out they're lesbians and they'll think about it and they'll question it and they'll process it and it's getting to see that same questioning and processing for a bisexual person who then accepts it and it becomes a part of their story and who they are as a person. That's the thing that I really love about this book. It just works really, really well. But that's also important because uh, what, like about 10 years ago or so, we had just this flood of coming out books. And in fact, that was like the main storyline was this, you know, woman coming out. Uh, realizing they're gay and stuff and and because as the the sector matures we're seeing the stories mature it's it's like the life cycle of a lesbian so you're young you you come out you 
battle with that, then as you grow up, you're dealing with other issues. So now, but bisexual lesbic, if you like, has never had that opportunity. So we need to see those stories as well, because it's not the same journey. It's not so different either, but it does need to, we do need to see the representation. Terry, imagine what that would have been like for you when you were 16, to to read a book like that. I mean, it it would have been life-changing, as it eventually ended up being, but it wasn't available. Exactly. And this is why I think it's so very important for us to have the right kind of representation in the sector and not to shut down women who we consider different. But I do think it's getting better. I would say the representation is getting better. And I would say even the lesbian reader and writer community is more welcoming of bisexual women now than it was even a few years ago. It's true. Even two years ago, I got some criticism for having you on the team because you were bisexual and I was not uh, giving at the time of day. I'm just going to say that because that sounds a lot nicer than, you know, wanting to yeah, you strangle were... people for being assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were not having it. I don't think it's a healthy way to look at the world. So, more bisexual leading ladies without the bi erasure, please, people. So it's all fine coming late to life and, and discovering that you're lesbian. That's its own thing. It's, but don't just make characters who are, oh, I was married, but, you know, the sex was awful. And then, oh, wow, look, sex is great with a woman. Because that is bi-erasure going on there. I totally agree. And if anybody listening wants more recommendations of great lesbian books with bisexual leading ladies, you should head over to the Lesbian Review because we have tagged them all. Yes, we have. And by that, I mean Tara has, because I'm very awful at even like remembering who's bisexual and who's asexual and who's, you know, polyamorous. And But Tara's very good at that. So, yay, Tara. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Tara? Again, I'm really heartened to see how the representation is getting better and better all the time. It's affirming. It makes me really happy. And I can't wait to see how much more we have coming our way i agree you've been listening to the lesbian review podcast i'm sheena i've been joined today by tara don't forget to comment and email us on podcast at the lesbiantalkshow.com come and join our facebook group the lesbian talk show chat group we have live videos every now and then which is fantastic and exciting and check out our patron link in the show notes and links to all of the books that we have discussed today if you buy using our links we get a teeny tiny commission, which is fantastic because it keeps us on the air. So yay us. Um, I think that's everything. Have I missed anything? I don't think so. Yay! Well done me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>